Should Columbus, Ohio be considered a hockey town? That's the question Jay and I will be answering today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Hausorn. With me is my co-host, Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, we want to thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. Jay, we decided to give the folks a good one to start their week here with this question. And... Basically, this is this is a question that everybody that lives in Columbus that is a hockey fan is always just going to give you a yes. Of course, Columbus is a hockey town. But I think as you and I have both had time to think about this question on whether Columbus should be considered a hockey town, we've both kind of came to the conclusion that a hockey town isn't just a town that has a professional hockey team in it. Right. Like we wouldn't consider sunrise florida a hockey town would we no we wouldn't consider glendale a hockey town so we need to figure out like what exactly is a hockey town and i just think with your experience you live in england but you've been to 11 different nhl arenas or or 12 i can't remember how many you've said that you've been to but you've you've experienced a lot of different hockey i've been to a handful of arenas myself but have grown up in columbus so we should have an interesting debate here, but for for you, Jay, how do you define a hockey town? Like, what what are some qualities of a hockey town that that you're looking for? God, this is this is such a difficult question to answer because, like, and I was like, how I, I thought about it, I was like, how do I define a hockey town? You know, is it a town that's had a hockey team for a long time? Is it a town where the hockey team is the biggest thing going on? Uh, is it a town where the fans are just so passionate, despite there being, you know, kind of a smallish market, that there is an atti- there is a, an appetite for more hockey? You know, like you mentioned Sunrise, Florida, for example, um, which I think has kind of long been thought of as not a hockey town, TM. And then you look at what happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, and you look at how the fans kind of flocked around the Panthers and you know it was it was a really fun time to be a a kind of Miami-ish uh fan of sport because the Heat were doing real well in the NBA playoffs obviously the Marlins are kind of doing the most at the minute I don't know if the Dolphins are going to do a thing but they might um the, the NFL season starts up pretty soon but like so I sat down I was like right okay what would I consider hockey? What would I consider a hockey town in terms of like the NHL? Like Toronto, hockey town. Montreal, hockey town. Uh, Vancouver, hockey town. You know, and, and that's the other thing is it's not necessarily a team where a, a, a town where the sport, like the, the team is good because Vancouver has been bad for a long time and I would still consider Vancouver a hockey town. But then you start getting into like, is Detroit, Michigan a hockey town? is Chicago a hockey town, you know? And I kind of have been going back and forth on a lot of these. And so I think 
for me, I think I come down on a place is a hockey town if hockey takes precedence over all of the other sports, I think is is my argument. And that's maybe not right. Maybe that's maybe different to your definition, to a lot of listeners' definitions. But I think that's kind of where I fall down on it is, is hockey the biggest thing happening on any given, you know, weekend in 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 that city and then you start getting into well columbus doesn't have any other big four sports teams they don't have an nba team they don't have an nfl team they don't have a um uh mlb team i forgot the the fourth sport there they have a, a soccer team that is you know apparently is you know by all accounts on the up and up shout out to the crew but they also have to contend with ohio state football so is columbus a hockey town I am not sure, and maybe we'll figure out. Maybe we'll maybe we'll figure that out, kind of as the episode goes. But like, what what for you? Like, what defines a hockey town for you? Yeah, I don't go quite that harsh on the definition. Like, that definitely helps. And for all those Canadian cities, hockey is the number one sport. Like that, the professional team in town—that's the hockey team. That's going to trump any of the CFL teams, any of the lacrosse teams that may exist, or even Toronto specifically, like the Leafs are still more popular than the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays have won, you know, World Series more recently than the Leafs have. So it doesn't have to just like in Detroit, they've long called themselves a hockey town. And I think back in the 90s and early 2000s, you couldn't talk about the city of Detroit without talking about Joe Lewis Arena and the Red Wings. So that was kind of a given. And just Michigan itself is an, is a hockey state. We know so many NHL players have came from that state. It's right up there near Minnesota, which also considers themselves the entire state of hockey. I consider both Detroit and St. Paul and Minneapolis, those are hockey towns, like pretty much through and through. Like, the, you, like hockey is the number one or number two thing to do in that city. Well, that's and another, that's, sorry, if I could just interrupt for a second. Like, that's another aspect of it is, are there hockey players coming from that city? You know, uh, Minneapolis, I think, uh, or Minnesota as a whole, it has, I think it's the state that has the most youth hockey players. Or, you know, the most NHL players by state come from Minnesota. And then, you know, you start getting into, you know, places like Boston and um, Michigan's another one. And... You know, Columbus, I don't know that they're up there. Obviously, the junior, the AAA Blue Jackets are there. This Cap City Elite uh, League that's happening tomorrow, which you should, you should all go see, by the way, is really fun. Um, but again, it kind of comes down to how many NHL players are coming from that city. Yeah, it does. And, and Columbus has put some in the league recently. But when you compare the list that Columbus has put in the league compared to the, like what St. Louis has done, like St. Louis's pump is like that's a city right there that I did not think about as oh are they more of a hockey town than Columbus I just never really considered that but they've had the Blues for so long and they've just put tons of guys uh, in the National Hockey League out of St. Louis for whatever reason um, so that's a tough that's that's a very good point too is like you know Anchorage Alaska doesn't have a professional hockey team but they've put dudes in the league. You know, like that's a hockey town. So, yeah, um, it 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 varies. Like certainly it maybe it's a little easier for some of those smaller cities up north to be considered a hockey town when they're just 
that's all there really is to do like entirely like Columbus. You obviously are dealing with a, a huge metropolitan area, tons of stuff to do already, but that doesn't stop Boston from having, you know, a bean pot tournament every year where they get their four biggest universities and play in a college hockey tournament. Like that's, that's awesome. Columbus doesn't necessarily have something like that, but we're going to continue the discussion here on whether Columbus, Ohio should be considered a hockey town in just a moment. Our next partner that we want to talk about is AG1. AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports a whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I was tired of taking so many supplements and wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers all the nutritional bases every day. I wanted better gut health. I wanted a boost in energy. I was just walking around like a zombie all day at work. I wasn't getting anything done. And then I started taking AG1 and instantly noticed a kick in my energy, threw away the coffee, didn't need that anymore. That's bad for you. Uh, The immune system support that you get with AG1 is amazing. I hated taking pills and vitamins. Like I said, I just, I wanted something that tasted good. Like I didn't want just something that was going to cover all the things I needed and taste bad. AG1 actually tastes really good. I drink in the morning and the afternoon before working out. Uh, I start my day with it. It makes me feel unstoppable, ready to take on my day, ready to go. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body, which is just the best way to start the day. Wake up, make you feel like you're doing something good for yourself. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. Back to the conversation on whether Columbus should be considered a hockey town. The other thing I like to do, Jay, is I like to see, yes, do they have a professional hockey team? Obviously, Columbus does. Otherwise, this podcast wouldn't exist. But how long have they been playing hockey in Columbus? So I went back, and I I knew about this somewhat, but Columbus has actually had a professional team playing in its city since the 60s with the Columbus Checkers or the IHL playing at the Ohio Expo Fairgrounds Coliseum, which is still standing today, by the way, and still is a place for beer leaguers to play games during the winter. Now, I I think that this is a very sneaky, sneaky aspect on what helps Columbus here is because they have a history of having playing the sport. It's not like the Blue Jackets came and then the Chillers popped up, which is what happened, but like it's not like the Blue Jackets came and then all this interest in hockey started. Hockey had been here before. So that's one thing I really never considered, but it's definitely there. Another thing I'd like people to consider when they ask themselves if Columbus is a hockey town, the adult league that's being that's in Columbus is I didn't realize how big it was but it is one of the bigger adult leagues in the nation. It's it's one of the only adult leagues that plays in multiple rinks. I didn't know that. I thought I didn't once consider that, but yeah, a lot of adult leagues just play at the one rink. Uh, Columbus has one that spreads across all the rinks, but is that something you consider when you just 
when you consider like what is a hockey town, like how many adults are actually playing? Because if so, Columbus has one of the bigger networks of adult league hockey out there. That I, I don't about again. I'm just privy to to the Columbus experience, Jay. I've I don't live in a different country or have been to as many U.S. cities that you've been to. So I think yeah, I, I that's not something that was kind of on my list, but yeah, I think. And I think that's probably due to, like, I don't know the history of the Adult League in Columbus. As the Blue Jackets continue to grow and as kind of hockey continues to grow, you're going to see more youth players. Um, and you're going to see more people who kind of maybe played college hockey in in uh, Ohio. You know, Ohio State is not, I'm not, I'm just going to say something controversial here. Uh, Ohio State is not the be all and end all of universities in the state of Ohio. You know, I know it's the Ohio State University, but there are other universities there. There's Miami, for example, which has got uh, Blue Jackets, uh, have got Miami alumni on the team right now. The more youth hockey and the more college hockey there is, the more demand there will be for adult leagues because people will age out of the youth hockey. They'll finish playing college and maybe don't want to go pro or aren't good enough to go pro or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, it's it's definitely... I think the the adult hockey is linked with the youth hockey program and how how that grows I think is is my is my answer um but here's here's one for you and one that I kind of had been thinking about and then forgot up until um you were doing the ad read and I was kind of zoning out a little bit uh would you consider for example uh would you consider the Carolina Hurricanes would you consider Raleigh North Carolina to be a hockey town from Just having yesterday. not from having not been there, no, I would not say okay. I think of when I think of Raleigh, I think of the Canes. I do because I obviously watch the NHL, but I'm sure they got tons of other things going on. So the Carolina Hurricanes had the ninth best attendance in the NHL this season. You know? And so I looked at that and I was like, oh, okay. Uh let's look at some other teams that maybe are not hockey towns, uh, or maybe team teams that are hockey towns. For example, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets had better attendance this year than uh, the Calgary Flames, and I think we can assume we, I think we can agree that Calgary is a hockey town. Uh, they had better attendance than the Philadelphia Flyers. They had better attendance than the Ottawa Senators. Uh, they had better attendance than the Chicago Blackhawks, who I also would consider Chicago a hockey town. You know, so I think attendance is not necessarily up there. But how do you feel about attendance as a mark? Because it, it's the what's the what's the the Kevin Costner movie? The, the, the field of dreams if you oh, build, it, if they they build it they will come yeah <laughs> you know they built it and people in columbus have gone nuts about it and that's kind of follows on to another thought which is i have been lucky enough to see hockey kind of all over um all over north america i've seen nhl hockey ahl hockey i've been to one uh, whl playoff hockey game which ruled uh like whl hockey really fun time if you live out there in western canada go check out a game it rules the people in so I I watched a Victoria Royals playoff game back in like 2015. The people in like that town is tiny, that arena is tiny. They filled that arena from the ice to the rafters. Those people love that team in Victoria. You know, they would they would show up to watch this team just skate in circles. I think, and so that kind of is another thing that I've been thinking about is is it enough? for people to really, really, really care about a hockey team to make it a hockey town, you know? Is it enough to see 
and they kind of to, to bring it back to the Blue Jackets, they were selling out games on meaningless Tuesday nights against Western Conference opponents. Is that enough to make Columbus a hockey town if they're the only game in town so people are going to go? You know, it's kind of a weird, a weird flip-flop. I don't know if you have thoughts on kind of attendance as a, as a, a marker for being a hockey town. I do. I do have an, I do have a thought on attendance and I do think that that certainly matters. I think having people come to your games when your team is bad, but the, you're still arena. That's usually a sign that that's like the hottest ticket in town, which usually is a sign that that's probably hockey town. If the hottest ticket is a hockey ticket, this was that, but that only really happened for this past year. I want to put an emphasis on that. Like before Johnny Gaudreau, when the Blue Jackets were tanking, it was a desert mm-hmm. there. Like it was just, there was nobody. Now that's changed. And I think that's a product of a lot of things, obviously, but especially Johnny Gaudreau coming certainly helped. But if also, Jay, if I'm going to be looking at attendance, then I need to check Columbus on all levels of hockey attendance because they're letting the Ohio State hockey games go on go unpacked, you know, and Ohio State has put very, very good teams on the ice. They could really use the support. And still that arena is empty. Five thousand seats. And it's, it's a 19,000 seat arena, the biggest in college hockey. And they put. 5,000 maybe if they're lucky to get that many. So it's not a good situation there. So I'm saying like Columbus, okay, great. Yeah, you're packing the NHL barn. It's easy to pack the NHL barn. But, you know, Boston is packing the NHL barn and packing all their college barns too. And they have multiple. So I'm like, I need to check Columbus on that. Um, the The state tournament where the final is in nationwide, we fairly weak crowds. Fairly weak crowds. I mean, granted, I know that there's other things to do maybe in the spring than go sit in a hockey arena. But back to St. Paul and Minneapolis, you look at where whenever they host the state final, that building's packed every single year. So Mm -hmm. there needs to be more of an emphasis on high school hockey in Columbus. It's really, really big that Columbus, Ohio, did get their first state champion. Uh, Shout out to the Liberty Patriots. A rival school of mine. You wouldn't have done it though without Ryan Welsh and an old Tangy Orange alum, and happens to be one of my friends. So you can thank everybody from Liberty. You can thank Orange for your first ever state title. So um, there's that rant. But yeah, I think those are all important things. I think attendance is a huge, huge like way to determine whether a city is a hockey town or not. But I am going to tell you, Columbus has been slipping because of the college. Now we'll go on and uh, I'll get more of Jay's thoughts on this in just a moment. Okay. So we've determined so far that yes, the blue jackets, they have an NHL team. They have an NHL team that they clearly support regardless of whether they are good or not. Like that is a thing that is becoming that's happening. There's a lot of rinks. You know, there's 13 rinks here in town. Um, well, that's including all the sheets. There's probably like in the summer right now, there's about 10 sheets you could play on. But that's that's certainly good. That's not as good as some of the other cities out there, but it's still good. Um, they got their first state title. 
uh, in high school hockey. Um, I'm trying to think of all. They have a really good beer league. Um, but what what else? What else do we think that that Columbus needs? I honestly think Jay. I'm gonna look at the actual brand that the Blue Jack, the brand of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I will say, when they made the brand, they did a really good job connecting people within the state. Right? Like they were like, we're gonna make it the state flag as our logo. We're going to try to bring in hockey fans from Cleveland. We're going to try to bring in hockey fans from Cincinnati. And, you know, just Ohio alone should be able to support this hockey team. And for the most part, we've made it 23 years, and we still have a team in town. So that's good. But I can't imagine, other than for guys like you, that that brand travels very far internationally. You know what I mean? Like, if you're somebody... But... I do think that that is a failing of the NHL as opposed to a failing of the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, um, I think the NHL as a league is criminally undermarketed and uh, badly publicized. And, you know, a lot of NHL people like to complain that Major League Soccer is taking over in the United States and major league soccer is well on its way to being one of the big four sports and hockey is kind of falling by the wayside. Like genuinely, I don't know if you asked someone who wasn't a hockey fan, Hey, can you name an NHL player? They, they'd probably be able to name Gretzky. They might be able to name Sidney Crosby. They might be able to name, you know, if they're American, they might be able to name, you know, someone like a Patrick Kane, who is arguably, or was arguably the face of USA hockey for many, many years, um, whether you want to debate that fact or not. Uh, hockey is just not as popular as hockey fans want to believe it is. Um, that being said, I think the Blue Jackets need to do better at marketing it in their own city. So this was way, way back. So for my for the 100th episode of Locked on Blue Jackets, I sat down with Alison Lucan. Uh, who was working with the team at the time. She's now in Seattle, killing it. We love Allison on this podcast. Um, and I talked a little bit about, you know, how do we get people to sit up and take notice of this team? And she talked a little bit about how, um, I think it was around about the time that Yama Kakalainen kind of took over and around about the time that John Davidson uh, got involved. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure how long John Davidson has been uh, the president of uh, hockey operations for the Blue Jackets. But th- when when those two guys kind of showed up, they decided that they were going to market as a team instead of marketing individual players. That, to me, feels like a mistake. You know, um, it was Seth Jones was still with the team. He's super into art. You send Seth Jones to an art gallery or like an opening of an art gallery and get him to be like, hey, you know, I play hockey. And people are like, whoa, there's hockey in Columbus. That's awesome. Uh, you put Elvis Musleekins, who is a riot on some kind of daytime TV talk show, you know, but the team doesn't want to do that because the team wants to market themselves as the Columbus Blue Jackets, not Elvis Musleekins, who plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets, for example. So, like, I would be surprised. I think the fans that the Blue Jackets have are super, super, super passionate in the same way that, like, um, so I go to a lot of San Jose Barracuda games when I'm in uh, California because they're close, they're cheap, they're fun, generally. A ton of people are consider themselves Barracuda fans, not San Jose Sharks fans. 
Like they will go and they will go to every single AHL game and they will not give a rip about the NHL team. Like that's their team, you know? And I think it's kind of a similar thing in Columbus of the people who love the jackets, love the jackets. I would like to see more people love the jackets. And I think they could do that by marketing. Like you said, they, they need to, they like they do okay with reaching out to places like Cleveland, obviously with the monsters there. I think reaching out to Cincinnati is a thing that they do. I was talking to Jeff Carr, who hosts Locked on Reds uh, for the Cincinnati Reds on the Locked on Podcast Network. And he was like, well, I live real close to Columbus and I've never been to a Blue Jackets game. You know, that feels to me, that feels like a, a failure in marketing. So it's, it's, the, the short version of my of my rant here is Columbus could very well be a hockey town, but I feel like they and the league are shooting themselves in the foot um, because I, I genuinely think all 32 cities in North America that have an NHL team should be hockey towns. And they just aren't. They should be. I, I would agree with you on that. I mean, I under, I will give a pass to places like Los Angeles where there's, two billion things to do on any given night you know yeah I, the I, kings are sharing the building with two different nba teams you know <laughs> they're they're up against tough tough competition and they still do they still do okay you know um i've been to la for a hockey game it was pretty packed people seem to be into it you know um the team was good that that point so you know again i think that that plays into it and um, one more kind of point that i want to make before i forget um you mentioned johnny goodrow do star players factor into it being a hockey town? You know, if, and I feel like Tampa Bay is never considered a hockey town. And they kind of very quietly had the best team in the NHL for like a five-year stretch. They were probably, if you take a five-year stretch from like 2017 to like 2022, Tampa Bay Lightning were the best team in the league. And outside of the NHL and outside of people living in Tampa, I don't think anyone knew about them. You know, Nikita Kucherov was the best goal scorer in the league for a, for a significant period of time. No one, no one outside of the NHL knew about him, you know? So do you bring star players in like Johnny Gaudreau and suddenly people start paying attention? People sell tickets. They are, um, over here, we call them box office players. I don't know if that's a thing that people call them over there. But people will buy a ticket just to see this player, you know? And I think you get a Johnny Gaudreau. If Adam Fantilli turns into the player that we think he is, he's another box office player, you know? Kent Johnson, I think, is going to be a box office player. In the same way that, you know, me and my me and my friend drove four hours to go and see the Pittsburgh Penguins play because we wanted to see Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin play, you know? I flew to Washington, D.C. because I wanted to see Alex Ovechkin play. Those are the kind of players that you build a hockey town with. I completely agree. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Box office players. Um, you know, there's a lot of Penguins fans. There's a lot of Red Wings fans, Blackhawks fans that still live in Columbus. But we need to convert them is what we need but to do. You know, <laughs> if, if you have Johnny Gaudreau on your team or Patrick Laine, then you're going to convert them. You are. You're going to convert them. That's just what's going to happen. I think you're you're so on with Columbus needs to do a better job marketing itself in its own city. Just working at the radio station for the last five years of my life, I can give you plenty of examples where the Blue Jackets were just, they were difficult to deal with. 
in terms of like just us trying to market their team. Like they were they were challenging to work with at times, and clearly they're challenging to work with because forever it's ta- it's taken them forever to just get the ball rolling on getting an outdoor game at Ohio State. Because those in two- fairness, that's not that's not the Blue Jackets' fault. That's Ohio State's fault. Um, it is, and I maintain that we are. the Blue Jackets are going to keep drafting players from Michigan until they winterize yeah. the shoe. And I'm going to keep saying that until they winterize the shoe. <laughs> you know, so I think that that's not entirely the Blue Jackets' fault in terms True. of we can't get an an, an, uh, um, uh, an outdoor game. You know, there's been plenty of opportunity for them to get an outdoor game as well. Uh, how great would it have been to have, say? Uh, let, let, for example, Minnesota got an outdoor game in what 2017, 2018. I should know this. I went to it. How oh, great really? would it have been to have like an expansion era outdoor game? Minnesota versus the Blue Jackets, you know, but they didn't. They went with Chicago because Chicago is easier to market and they're a, a local rival. But like the NHL doesn't seem to want to market the Blue Jackets any more than the Blue Jackets seem to want to market them, you know. So that's that's another thing is. There's a lot of things standing in the way. I think my short answer to this question that we have kind of posed in this episode is Columbus is not a hockey town yet. It's not a ho- it's yeah, it's not a hockey town yet. That's a little spoiler on my answer. But just just to go back to what you said, Jay, you when you're in the arena district, sure, Columbus is a hockey town. Like you can't miss the Blue Jackets driving around. Like there's no doubt the Blue Jackets built the Arena District, but it's also no doubt that Columbus is just more than just the Arena District. You drive out and you get ten minutes north, and you forget about the Blue Jackets already. You know, like it, this this city doesn't really wear the Blue Jackets on its sleeve the way that the fans of the team do, and that's another issue think, with Columbus. I do think the Arena District is a big plus in Columbus's favor, um, because you look at places like Ottawa where you've got to drive for however long to park in a field and go to a hockey game. You know, you could just you could just go downtown. You know, the Short North is right there. North Market is right there. You can get some really good food. You can go watch a hockey game. You know, the, building the, the arena downtown in Columbus and building this district around it, like this, that was the smartest marketing to me because people are going to walk past it, like tourists, regular Joes in Columbus are going to walk past it and be like, oh, what's this? It's this giant building in the middle of downtown. You know, you can't miss it. So I think, shout out to the, I think the arena district should get a lot of credit for, again, if you build it, they will come, you know? Yeah, no, it, it, they did a great job. They certainly have, they've made the most of that area and credit to them for being the first franchise to have the practice facility attached to the, to the main facility. That's, that's also great. But I'm just saying, like, Columbus has this issue amongst its sports teams where it's like they don't, for some reason, you don't really feel safe to just cross over and be a fan of multiple teams here. I don't know why. Like, I know people from Cleveland all the time that are fans of the, they're fans of the Cavs, the Browns, the the Guardians, you know. I know people from Cincinnati that are fans of the Reds and, and the Bengals. But, like, it's almost like here there's this constant rift between Blue Jackets fans and Ohio State fans, and they get so upset when you know the the Blue Jackets have to move up their puck drop three hours to make way for an Ohio State playoff game. I'm like, come on, we're one city. We're supposed to be getting along, supporting each other. And I just feel like mentally, if you're if you're if that's where you're at, fine, that's okay. I'm not going to convince you to change, but 
I'm just saying that all that plays part where cities like Boston go and support all their teams. And it just happens to be that hockey is also one of their biggest sports. I don't think, I think people have the wrong idea of how the blue jackets should operate. And it's that they need to be competing against Ohio state. And it's just not, a, that's, it's an uphill battle. They've been here for a hundred years. You've been here for 20. You're not going to compete against Ohio state. Just, work with them or I don't know. I mean, I, I know that's a complicated issue, but like there just needs to stop being this beef going on. Um, that was a long winded rant for me to just come up and say that Columbus is not a hockey town, but it is closer than it's ever been. And I'm saying like dangerously close where I'm saying like, if they have another down year again, I don't want that to happen, but if they have another down year and they're still packing the barn every night and, you know, there's still more adult leagues getting added. Like, that's the thing. Since I've joined the adult league, they've been adding divisions left and right. So the sport is clearly growing here. So just stay on the same tra trajectory that you've been on. And I think Columbus will get there before before no time. But that's that's all I have to say on it. I mean, I, I, I hope we gave people an interesting discussion, interesting facts. But at the end of the day, I mean... Do we want to give out homework to the city of Columbus? I just did. Jay, do you want to give out homework to the city of Columbus? Not necessarily to the city of Columbus, but I am begging the Blue Jackets to market your players individually instead of as this kind of like amalgus blob. You know, I think the Cap City Elite League is a step in the right direction. Um, I know Zach Renski and Sean Corrali were just out at this charity softball thing on Saturday. Um, that looked like a bun that, that looked like a ton of fun, you know. But yeah, like genuinely, find someone on your team that is like Albus Mosleykins is a great example. Put him in front of a microphone outside of a locker room, you know. Put him on daytime TV or some daytime TV talk show, and you know, let him talk about how great it is in Columbus and how much he loves being a Blue Jacket, you know. Um, Johnny Gaudreau is a great a great person to do this with because he's the face of the team right now you know just market your players a little more and i think you'll you'll bring more people in you know you'll bring the people you don't need to this is what drives me crazy about the nhl you don't need to market to people who are already buying tickets people are gonna if, if, if i'm like you don't need to market to me I'm gonna i'm gonna go buy it if i'm in an nhl city i'm gonna go buy a ticket just take my know? money yeah, like I, I, I was in New York for the grand total of thirty six hours when my sister lived there, and I bailed on my sister to go to New Jersey on purpose and see a Devils game. You know, take my money, NHL. You don't need take to. Yeah, exactly. It's a take my money. Shut up and take my money. Gift. Like you don't need to market to me. You need to market to other people who are not already going to your stupid game. You know. Yes. 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 And they are pretty stupid games at the end of the day. Like, we all just end up going and getting mad and yelling at, you know, players like Emil Bemstrom on our team. Sorry. That... That's the thing. Like, the, hockey is ridiculous. It's a, it's a ridiculous sport. And I know it that is. we're supposed to take it seriously, but, like... You just can't. It's just it's just a game, guys. It's supposed to be fun. It doesn't have to be that serious, you know? Um, and that's kind of... The when the day I realized that was a really fun day to be a hockey fan. So I was like, wow, I don't need to get so mad and so wound up about all the stupid stuff they're doing. Yeah. It's just a game, you know? It's, it's um, only a game. It's only a game. Why you have to be mad? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, that was a, a fun, fun discussion. I just want to say, yeah, for marketing our stars, locked on on behalf of Locked on Blue Jackets, I invite Elvis. You have a spot on this show anytime you want. So if Elvis, if you want to market yourself, Elvis, if you're listening, you can come on the yeah. podcast and yes, say the yes, word yes. and Hayden is gone and you're the new co-host. Yeah, I will be the full time <laughs> just producer or something. Like I will do anything. Uh, Elvis, you are allowed to have my spot here on this show. Um, that's it for today. We are going to get back on the player season review train tomorrow. That guy is going to be Zach Renski. He gets his season review. I know he only played 13, you know, 14, 15 games, however many it was. But we're going to still review it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. I'm Hayden Hausorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore Jacob with a K. Foster there, and there's an R after the O in Foster, so that's underscore Jacob Foster. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email the show. Maybe you want to email us a uh, show idea. We do a show every single day, so we're always looking for ideas. LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for also, listening. And- sorry, one more thing before we finish off. I forgot to mention Please. it at the top of the show. Uh, we're doing happy hour again on Friday. Uh, so if you have questions for that, send them in. If you have no plans on Friday, pick up a beer or two, come and hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be going live, I think, probably at like 6 p.m., 6, 6 to 6.30 Eastern on Friday night. Uh, come hang out. I think we had a lot of fun uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to tell the Pierre-Luc Dubois umbrella story, finally. So if that is uh, <laughs> if that is a drive for you to come and hang out, then so be it. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.